Hi guys, and welcome to the Box Office Club, your hub for all things movie news, reviews, numbers, and updates. We're your host. I'm Kate. And I'm Emily, and today we will be giving our first ever Straight from the Seat review. Now, what is a Straight from the Seat review, you might ask? Well, great question. What we do here at the Box Office Club is Kate and I go to see the newest movies at the theater together, and during this we say nothing to each other. Absolutely nothing. We see the movie exit the theater, give a nod to each other, and then we come straight back to the studio to say for the first time out loud our thoughts on the movie. And before we begin and get into that, we just want to give a huge shout out to Chautauqua Audio Works for all their help this past week to get this podcast up and running. We truly would not be here right now if it was not for them always willing to help us every time we called with another technical issue. So a huge thank you again to you guys. We are so grateful for all of your help. Today we're going to be talking about Knock at the Cabin. Knock at the Cabin is M. Night Shyamalan's newest thriller written by Steve Desmond and Michael Sherman, then revised by Shyamalan himself. This film was confirmed to be based on Paul Tremblay's novel, The Cabin at the End of the World, and is about a family whose camping trip takes quite the turn when a group of intruders tells the family that they have to make a sacrifice in order to prevent a catastrophic event. Knock at the Cabin stars Dave Batista, Rupert Grant, and Jonathan Groff, among just some of the notable names attached to this project. It also stars Ben Aldrich and Kristen Chui as Wen in her first feature film. So now we get to give our unwarranted and unprofessional opinions about our <laughs> watching the film. Oh, my favorite. That's my favorite <laughs> thing to do is to give my opinion. Yes. <laughs> um, so we actually have a movie review worksheet that we made today. And yes, we did print this out take it to the movie theater with folders and pens um we went pretty old school because we're trying to be professional and we are nerds so i felt like the press i felt like a queen bee walking up in there with my little folder and i yes. was like yeah i'm gonna research what about it what you gonna do about it um yeah so just one of the things that i wrote on here was uh i was pretty thrilled with uh, dave batista and a thriller I I had him for my standout performance. Yeah, me too. I he was so good. He was so good. He was so good. Like it's so weird because he's such a a large, intimidating presence in like the Marvel movies and stuff like that. But then seeing him in this, it was like a quiet intimidation. And see, I didn't think he was that. Like I mean, obviously, like he's intimidating because mm-hmm. he's huge. Yeah, but. He was, like, the definition of a gentle giant. Yes. Like, that's all I could think about. Like, I was like, wow, he is... That man's huge. Yeah, <laughs> he's so big. <laughs> the, the, even one of the characters says that at one point, right? Like, they're like, he is... That is a large man. <laughs> that is a large man. Yeah. But no, I, I thought he did really good, and I was really excited. That was... <laughs> him and then Rupert Grant were the two main stars that I was like oh my gosh I'm so excited to see first of all to see Rupert Grint in another film because I love him but then to see Dave to see Dave Batista in a thriller because I've only really seen him in comedies and then Marvel movies yeah I feel like he just he plays a lot of the time I feel like the same character like mm-hmm. the comic relief yeah and I will say this movie definitely did give me like there was a few chuckles I had oh, there yeah. that I was like that that was good you know but like seeing him in a different role just shows how versatile 
he can be, but mm-hmm. I think because of how big of a man he is, it's hard for him to get these ones. Yeah. So to just see him as the gentle giant, as this really caring figure in the best way that he can with the role that he is supposed to be playing Mm -hmm. was I really enjoyed that yeah no I I, I'm so excited to see what he does next and I hope that he continues to break out of um just the standard Marvel um or comedy to see him take on more like dramatic and thriller roles Mm -hmm. because those are like my go-to yeah he was Everyone, I must say, was phenomenal. Yeah. There's M. Night Shyamalan, you love him or you hate him. Mm -hmm. It's really, there are some people who are in between, but he's a pretty, like, decisive director. Mm -hmm. People have their feelings. And one thing that I can always say is this guy can pull a performance out of any person he Mm -hmm. puts behind that screen. Yeah. Absolutely. They were working it. They were. It was, it, I I would say it's very intense, but like the whole time you're trying to figure out what is actually going on, which I feel like is a staple for most M. Night Shyamalan mm-hmm. movies. Like you, cause you're so used to the big twists and everything. So you're trying to figure out when the twist is going to happen, if there's going to be a big twist, how it's going to happen. So you're always thinking of that. But then, but with this and the, and the actors and everything, it was their intensity coupled with where is this going yeah i was i was emotional (laughs) i don't like to admit that and you know i don't like to admit that because you went to the whale with me oh my gosh and you saw me sob sob and i don't do that yeah i'm a strong woman yeah and that had me on my knees Mm -hmm. and there were some points in this movie that I felt really emotional and like I could have teared up a little bit and I'm like, no, like, I, like, thank you for giving me something so different than what I was expecting to walk into. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I wanted some gore, <laughs> like give me something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And it, it really wasn't too gory. There were just a couple, you know, couple scenes where you did see some blood but like yeah and i he's not known for his gore mm-hmm. but i was hoping like a little more like action behind the thrill especially because mm-hmm. they did market it as a horror movie you know yeah yep so i'm like oh which maybe I this could think, be a little more i think that's the problem with most of the marketing for m night Shyamalan movies is that like that's what happened with the village the village was marketed as a horror film and it really wasn't it was more of a it was more something i think closer to this where it was a like yeah. a intense thriller where you're like what is going on and then the twist happens and you're like okay that's not horror so i'll admit i don't think i've seen the village mm. and if i have i don't remember it well okay but i do know that i'm pretty sure this is the only other r-rated movie of m night Shyamalan's ever and his first i believe was I could be wrong. You could fact check me, but I think it was the village because he only has two. It was was either the village or the visit, and I don't think it was the visit. Uh, I don't know if it was its first because I do know the visit has uh, some nudity in it, (laughs) some disturbing nudity. I also don't know what could have been given this the R rating. I think just the language. I don't think it was that bad. No, I know, but they do say the F word, so rated R automatically so stupid actually right or no is the is pg-13 
did they change the ratings on that to make that? Do they swear in Marvel movies? Yes. There's the whole language thing with Captain America. <laughs> then they say. But do they drop the f bomb? I don't. Someone's gonna have to look this up. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to fact Let check us that. Know. I don't. I don't think they say. I know that they've said. <laughs> are we just gonna drop? I know that they've said shit and ass. <laughs> I think they've said bitch. I don't. I don't quote me on that, but I think no, they have. No, I feel like. I feel like Natasha definitely has a line that's like right? son of a or yeah. you a bitch, something yeah. like that. But I don't think that they dropped the f bomb. Okay. Well, I don't know. I didn't. I think it could have. I think it could have leaned into a PG thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the R is a little strict on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think you're right about the marketing behind his type of movies. But I just they have to be so hard to market because because they don't want to give it away. Yeah. So I totally understand that. But also. We love horror. We're used to horror. It's, we want the gore. We want the slashers. We want all that when you go to see a horror. Yeah. Slashers are my bread and mm-hmm. butter. Mm-hmm. So I, I do wish it was marketed a little more like a thriller, but that does not take away from my overall enjoyment. I did enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. I will say it's one of the better Shyamalan movies that I've seen. Um, I don't think it's the best. No, I I don't know what my favorite one would be. Well, I... The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Not up for debate. No. Yeah, that one's definitely it. I did like the um, the Unbreakable Yes, like series. Yes. That um, was Rachel really good. I feel like Split gets a lot of hate. I, I love really Split. loved Split, and that's Split another so good. another example of pulling out phenomenal mm-hmm. performances from your actors. Yeah, James McAvoy was Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. I did it. Didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. No, but um, yeah, that was one of my notes. Is that it was way more emotional than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. I liked it a lot. I. Mm-hmm. It felt good to go to a movie and feel something. Yeah. Like, because I felt, um, like, sad. And then, like, there were moments where I was like, what is going on? And, yes. like, my heart was kind of racing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, all right, we're getting into it. This is mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. Well, and it. I feel like it was emotional for me when it was like... <laughs> What would I do if I was put in that situation of yes. either situation? Like, I my house is being invaded or being the invaders. Especially under the circumstances. Especially under these circumstances. I'm like, either way, emotional wreck. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. And I think the best way to probably see this movie is to, is to kind of, I think I liked it more because I didn't it took so many turns that I didn't expect. Cause I yeah. had different expectations and then it went these different routes and mm-hmm. I'm like, and it, it was not, I don't want to say a roller coaster, but like you thought you knew where it was going and then you didn't know where it was going. I guess like, what, what did I put here? Like the back and forth of, is this real? Yes. That's where it was like, you're, <laughs> I guess I don't want to give too much away, but like the mm-hmm. one character who's more cynical about everything and then the other one who could be persuaded that it's real or it's not real. The whole, I think the whole time you're like, is this actually happening? And then the way that they set up the character, again, we're, we're really trying not to spoil this because mm-hmm. if you have not seen the movie, 
this is a recommendation to go see it. Mm-hmm. And you should probably know as little as possible. Um, but just know that I think it's, I personally think it's worth it. And yeah, I also personally think it's worth <laughs> so, it. So that's two recommendations. <laughs> but the way that they set up the character that could be persuaded, mm-hmm. his condition per se. Yes. Really added to that. I mm-hmm. think that was a really strong way to go about those two characters in the same situation. Because mm-hmm. I think you could go back and rewatch this and you could come out with a different outcome. Like thinking of that condition totally played into it more or you watch it again. You're like, no, it's not playing in at all. It's definitely more on the cynical character or mm-hmm. you pick a different. I I think I think you're right. Like you don't know how it actually is all playing together. Yeah, I think that they they said that. Um they set that up really well. I think it was it was really the Easter eggs throughout it. I think we could go and watch this movie again and mm-hmm. I could pick up so many more signs that could honestly lead me one way or the other because mm-hmm. there were some and I was like, that's so obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, like it's right there. And then stuff would happen. I'd be like, was that as obvious? And I think Shyamalan did a really fantastic job hiding these mm-hmm. Easter eggs kind yeah. of everywhere. Yeah. And I think that's something that he he's always very good at. Yeah, he he really does pay attention to detail. I think some people would say he pays too much attention to the detail and not to like the overall picture. Mm-hmm. But I personally enjoy most of his movies. I would I would agree with that, and I can combat those people mm-hmm. with one scene from this movie. Okay, that says he does not pay that much attention. Okay, to detail. not overly. <laughs> this is not really a spoiler. It doesn't really, there's the one scene, so I guess light spoiler if you think it's a spoiler, but I don't think it is. Okay. The one scene where Dave Bautista meets a window (laughs) and the characters are trying, like they're freaking out because they can't find him. And I'm like, there is no way that large ass Man, fit through that window. Use your brain. There's his arm wouldn't fit out it. Real quick, first thing that I put under our thoughts, of course he couldn't fit through that window. <laughs> that is that is the one thing I was uh-huh. like, if they were trying to actually play that as a real storyline, put that man near a bigger window. He's not going out yeah. that one. Yeah. First you're like Oh my God! Did he go through the? No, it's. Look at that man. He that is a large his, man. We've his already arm, established that his arm could not fit out it. That went. His head probably couldn't. I think the only character that could have fit out that window was one. Yes, absolutely. That. So, you know what? Yeah, he does not pay that close attention. That's my counter argument. I love that. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's fantastic. Um, I will say Rupert Grint, American accent. I loved it. <laughs> it threw me through a loop. <laughs> I was like, like to kind of go. With, what? Yeah. I, cause I, for like for a little bit there, I think he was trying to go for a certain accent and I, I heard a little bit of it and I go, Rupert I feel like Grint. he gave up on it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, but I was like, wait a minute. It's an American accent coming out of that Rupert Grant. I was, it kind of took me like, you know it's him when you see him. You're like, yes. that is Ron Weasley. That's yes. the only way I'll ever 
describe him as. He's Ron Weasley. And I'm like, that's him. And then he opened his mouth and I was like, did I read that? That's him. And it's not that it was a particularly great accent. I think it's just, it was like a body dissociation moment for me. I was like, I cannot. It took me out of it because I couldn't connect the two. But that's a personal thing. I think I was able to separate him from Ron Weasley because of the beard. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) I think that helped because... And and also he didn't have the... um, the goblet of fire hair, which which was very helpful. Yeah, no, um, the beard. You're right. I, <laughs> the beard helped with that. I don't know why I forgot about the beard. You said that, and it just re. We just left. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Um, so I had something that we need to talk about mm-hmm. is the cinematography of this movie. Mm-hmm. Opening scene, I knew right away, I was like, I am going to love how this movie looks. Yeah. And more and more as it went on, I was like, I was right. Mm-hmm. I, it reaffirmed everything to me. I think that a lot of his movies, he does a good job with the settings and uh, the focusing on this movie, particularly. where The very yes. opening scene where you're focusing on the the individual plants and stuff like that. And then you move through it and then it focuses again. I really liked that. Yeah. So basically the cinematography was absolutely gorgeous and you really can't ask for anything else. So Emily, what else did you have on your list to talk about from knock at the cabin? I really didn't write a whole lot with, um, with my review, especially in the movie, because I was like, I kind of want to sit with it just a little bit. So on the car ride back to your house, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I'm writing this down real quick, you know, in the dark. Um, but that's pretty much all I've got for my my thoughts. Really? Yeah. Wrapped up that quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had a few more. Okay. Um, and I think the the few more I have treads into spoiler alert so i will give a disclaimer right now that we might talk a little spoilers of the movie if you don't want to know anything if you don't want to if you want to go in blind i would suggest maybe skipping ahead a little bit um if you've seen the movie great stay with us but this is your warning that spoiler content is coming up okay okay (laughs) There is a note that I put in here. There, I have actual real notes. But the note that I wrote down that Matt saw when we were leaving the mm-hmm. theater so that made him bust out laughing was towards the end when things really start going down mm-hmm. and we reach the, I believe it was the third stage. Mm-hmm. Every part of that made me go, nope, 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 nope. And I wrote down, and I wrote down three words. I hate planes. <laughs> yes, that was terrifying. I was like, I go on a 20-hour plane to Italy mm-hmm. in a few months. Mm-hmm. Nope, 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 nope. I hate planes. I, yep, I have, I mean, I, I think I've been on a plane a couple of times but um, every time is uh, 
nerve wracking. And yeah, I got a I got a pretty big plane ride coming up in a couple of months. Like, oh my god, like two months, and I'm terrified. Yeah, um, no, that unlocked a new fear. Mm-hmm. Like it was already a fear, mm-hmm. but seeing it in that manner, yeah, unlocked something inside of me that could have stayed hidden <laughs> and buried for the rest of my life. And yes. so I wrote, "I hate planes." Mm-hmm. And yeah, I. <laughs> At that point, I saw you writing something, and I was like, I wonder what <laughs> she's writing. Because like, um, we're not talking to each other during this, so like, we can kind of... we. I think we were side-eyeing each other yeah, I was <laughs> at some looking point. looking for your reaction. Right? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, at that point, I was like, I wonder what exactly she's writing. So, all right, I hate planes. Yeah, no, same. There's it um, it nothing philosophical, nothing mind blowing. <laughs> just that is. I think that, that is, is very philosophical. That is what the movie made me feel in that moment, and I thought that this is what the sheet was for. So I wrote, "I hate planes." Absolutely, and that might be my letterbox review of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Heavy, heavy spoiler: the ending scene in the car. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Was so human, and, so human, and so. Raw, like I feel like anybody who has ever lost somebody mm-hmm. has had that same exact moment. Absolutely, and absolutely, it it hit me. Like yeah. I really wanted to start tearing up there because I was I I felt it in my soul in mm-hmm. a way that I haven't felt yeah in a while. It was it was beautifully human. And it was so simple. I mean, I did, I did chuckle a little bit when it, when they, when they were in the car and they pressed and I go, oh my, it was more like a, oh my God, of course that, yeah, of course that's going to happen right there. And then with the back and forth, I was Mm -hmm. like, you, you see these people, like they are grieving Mm -hmm. and you feel it in such a human way that can really connect with people and in such a simple way. And that's what I really loved about that scene is it's, you can do things so simply in a movie to have such an impact to make people feel like it doesn't need to be extreme. And Shyamalan's really known for the extreme. So Mm -hmm. to kind of see something like that in one of his movies, is just, it's good. It's good filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. I feel like a lot of filmmakers feel like they have to go through and explain a lot to the viewers and that I think that that does not work with a lot of the audience a lot of the audience will go in knowing exactly what that meant and like you said anyone who's lost anyone ever will know what that means yeah and they'll and they'll feel it Mm because if you if you hold your hand if you explain it to somebody you're not reaching to the right audience number one but also you make your audience feel stupid when you have to like explain everything Mm -hmm. and that's something that Shyamalan's movies always do really good. Is he always makes you figure it out? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was that. That that's like the whole movie. I really enjoyed, but that scene, I just it really felt something with me. I thought it was a beautiful way to end the movie, mm-hmm. to tie everything together, to kind of let the audience sit and feel what they were supposed to feel during something like that, mm-hmm. and. It really, it really redeemed Shyamalan for me after, after old. I know, I know there are some people, there are defenders of it. It was, it was pretty decent. There's not. There's, I didn't mind the movie. I, 
I think that's all I want to say on that. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> um, I, I totally get where people are coming from where that movie was... I liked it. I'll I'll say that I like I liked old. I'm, pu- I'm putting that in there. First episode, we're gonna we're gonna be cut. No one's gonna listen to this. <laughs> no, I I know defenders of it, and I know that there are reasonings behind it. I will say, with old, it did have the classic Shyamalan twist, mm-hmm. um, and I think the twist, while sometimes it hinders a movie or kind of. Because he is so polarizing. Sometimes mm-hmm. the twist will happen and people are like, I was fine before it. The twist yeah. in old, I think, redeemed it a little bit for me. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And it made me f- feel something. But before that, I was just laughing through it. I was like, there is no <laughs> way that somebody that somebody made this movie. Yeah. With this concept, with the the pregnancy, all the stuff, yeah, all the stuff in old. That was there was I was like, there's no way somebody sat down there like, this is a good mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. <laughs> That was, I forgot about that scene, actually. I I think I might have blocked that out. It's the only thing ingrained in my brain left from that movie. So um, I think he needed needed a win back for me. And I hope a lot of people get that with him because Mm -hmm. I know he, a lot of people really love him, really hate him. Sometimes they're like, I don't know what I'm going to get because he Mm -hmm. is a mixed bag. Oh, yeah. Even even fans of him, there's there's some movies that you bring up and they're like, no, 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 no. Yep. Totally understand. So I hope that you guys go and see the movie. I hope you like the movie. I hope this redeems a bit of Shyamalan for you. I think it was amazing cinematography. I mm-hmm. think the actors went above and beyond. Absolutely. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved seeing Jonathan Groff in something that's not Hamilton, <laughs> you know. Or Frozen, right? Wasn't he in Frozen? Um. I might totally be Frozen's not my favorite movie. You know this, but I think I, I think I was like, I like yes. that he was in it. Yeah. Yes. He was in, he was in Frozen. Was he Olaf? No. He's not Olaf. Um, Josh Gad, I believe is Olaf. I think that he was the, you're right, boyfriend. I don't remember his name. Kristoff. I don't remember. Yes, he is Kristoff. Okay, Christoph. Okay. Damn. But yes, so Jonathan Groff, not in Hamilton, not in Frozen, mm-hmm. in Knock at the Cabin, was amazing. I was so happy to see him in this. I love him. I am excited to see where the little girl plays when. I'm excited to see where she goes. Because yes. I thought that she did fantastic. Um, Kristen. Kristen Twee. I believe I'm saying that right. We did watch videos on how to pronounce it. Um... If I'm saying it wrong, please correct me. <laughs> yeah, we love. We're open for notes. Mm-hmm. It's our first episode. We yeah. take the. Notes. We need the notes. <laughs> we need them. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see where uh, her career goes. Um, I'm always really excited for young actors uh, to see where they where they start and then where they eventually lead up to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for for her. I'm gl- I'm glad that she did like a thriller for her first one. I was you know? gonna say, what a way to start your yeah, career. Yeah, to work with one of, however polarizing, one of the greatest directors because he's got such a such an um, unique perspective on filmmaking and stuff. So I'm excited mm-hmm. that she got to work with him at such a young age. Yeah, I agree. And with we were talking about the type of performances he pulls off, like mm-hmm. she's going to have those tips for the rest of her career. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would like to see her in more. I think she did a really good job. Yeah. 
all is said and done, I have to ask on not only your personal star rating, because mm-hmm. I want to know what what you rated this, what's your temperature on this movie, but where it would fall in your Shyamalan discography. Ooh. Okay. Well, first, I did give it four out of five. I I thought it was really good. Um, all the performances were really good. I liked the story. I liked not knowing uh, what was going to happen. Th- that's why thrillers are my genre. I love mm-hmm. going into it. and Even if it's not like a big twist or anything, just the story itself. Um, so... I, I liked the story itself and the questions that it was asking and some and did not answer. Yes. I feel like it didn't answer a lot of questions and I like that where it's kind of open to interpretation. Um, so based on that, I would say it's probably, I actually don't know how many movies he's got out. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so like, you know, like of them of, you've seen. I, I think I've seen a lot of his stuff. So I would say... Because you have the Unbreakable series. Did you see mm-hmm. all three? Yes. Glass? Okay. Mm-hmm. We have The Village. We have mm-hmm. The Visit. We have Signs. The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say... Top five. Top five? Yeah. Because I don't want to say what my top other ones are. Oh, you're, you're <laughs> keeping that close to your I'm chest I'm keeping there. that close for now because I, I want to do a little bit more. Re- I, I got to see however many he's got and I mm-hmm. want to see how many I've watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they're on my letterbox because I think I've got every movie I've watched on Letterboxd now. That is impressive. I It is a great, <laughs> here's like a shout out to Letterboxd. It is a great way to like fall asleep at night. Instead of scrolling, just go through movies and be like, oh yeah, I've watched that one. Yeah, I liked that one. Fantastic. And then it's giving me more, um, oh, you know what? I really want to rewatch that movie because, of course, I want to rewatch movies. You need to stop rewatching movies. I just can't help it. <laughs> like I said, Marvel is slowly curing me of that, but it has not completely cured me yet. So I want to go back and rewatch a bunch. Um, but I want to go through, I would definitely say, though, top five. Top five. That's, it beat out old for me. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> I it definitely beat out old for me too. Uh, I think old might actually be bottom of the barrel for me of okay. all of his movies. Um, like I said, it, it it's redeeming qualities, but not the worst. I mm-hmm. gave it a three point seven five out of five. Okay. Not a full four. I didn't think. I think it was great, and I really liked it. And the more we sit here and talk about it, I'm like maybe maybe I could wiggle it a little bit more. I think it just touched on some topics that might be a little hypersensitive to me personally mm-hmm. as a person yeah, um, that I won't get into because it, it plays a huge, huge part of the story. Um, but I think everything that could be right was right for me. So I give it a 3.75 out of 5. Um, but I'm particular with movies. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely, I would say, probably more picky than you, I think so. Far yeah. more picky than Matt. I am. I am a harder. I'm a harder nut to please. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it takes a lot to get with the fours and the fives. So you'll hear I, a lot. You'll hear a lot of threes from me. Yeah. Um, I think we're gonna hear a lot of fours and fives <laughs> from me. I'm I'm easy to please with movies. A five is near impossible to get from me. So, do you have any? Yeah. 
Well, yes. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> like your top five. Yeah. Oh my, my God. top five. Anastasia. Yeah. Uh, due to childhood core memories, Princess Bride, <laughs> Psycho. Psycho is a solid five. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, anything by Alfred Hitchcock is a solid five for me. Um, you got to be good. Got to yeah. be good to get in there. I, I, I think that this this will be a good thing for me to go through and talking about them with you to not throw out fives out there because it has to be good. I mean, if that if that's your person, if there's a lot of fives out there for you, then that is that's that's great. Like there should be more people that throw out fives. I'm just I'm a little. <laughs> I guess I'm snobby. (laughs) But like in a good, like, I'm never like, if it's not a five, it's awful. I think I will find the good in anything. I found the good in old. Like I, Mm -hmm. I find the good in anything. I just, the movies that are fives for me, I hold them near and dear, sacred Mm -hmm. to my heart. So you really got to work for it. You got to be a Jaws. You know, you gotta, (laughs) you gotta work for it. Yeah. I think I, I too find I try to find the good in everything. I love watching really bad movies, though, too. I and know. I know because I recommended one, and I'm like, I love this movie. You guys watched it because I fell asleep during it because, of course, I did. I drank a whole bottle of wine, um, and it was dark. You guys turned off all the lights. So, of course, I fell asleep. Um, yeah, it is. Um, but I love that movie, and you guys were like, Emily... Why do you love this movie? See, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I think you hyped it. You hyped it to be a five. <laughs> oh no! You hyped it to be a five, and it was a two point five at best. It probably was it fantastic when it came out. Four for me. Everything's also, a four for you. Everything is a four for me. But also, I think again, I it might be like an age thing though, because I grew up on watching older, a lot more of those older movies. You. Alfred Hitchcock. No, I know. It's my favorite. Okay. Yeah, I guess I can't say that. I, but, uh, I I I grew up more on watching those older bad movies. Okay. Okay. You like Yeah. Okay. I think that's how God, <laughs> that's kind of how I want to say that. Like I really had to go through all those bad movies, but I, they're they are near and dear to me. And I love them for oh, that. There are bad movies that I I know they're bad, but I'm like, oh my god, I am a simp for Cinderella story movies. Oh my god, absolutely. They're so they're cheesy. They're, they're bad. So they're cheesy. not great. The acting is not always fantastic. But oh I will god. if I am sad, I will throw that. Mm-hmm. Selena Gomez, another oh, Cinderella story on, and I I'll love curl up in a ball and yes. I'll watch it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Those oh, all those Christmas Netflix movies. <laughs> I swore I was not going to get sucked into those, and I totally got sucked into those. The Christmas Vanessa movies Hudson are ones, crack. They are. They're so good. They're so good because they're so bad. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and that's why I no shame in in your movie. I I just don't hype it to be a five. I will be very careful about how I hype things. Then <laughs> to you, I will be very careful. Um. I'd say maybe top five, Shyamalan. I don't think I have as many under my belt as I would like. I really want to go rewatch The Visit. It's been heavy on my mind. I want to rewatch it. I want to see where that kind of refalls. Um, I don't think it would touch the sixth sense for me, though. I don't. Mm-hmm. This movie's not going near there. Yeah. Um, nor is it going near Unbreakable. So I'd say maybe five, five, six, depending on okay. how a couple of rewatches go. But 
would you watch The Village if you... Because you don't know if you have seen it or if you have, it was very forgettable. I feel like, for some reason, the DVD case is just ingrained in my brain. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've seen it. Okay. I just, I don't remember it. Because I think, I think you would like it. I think I would too. Yeah. Because I, I think when... I, th- I think I was a little bit older when I watched it. I wasn't like, I didn't watch it right when it came out. Um, I think I watched it a couple years later. Uh, so I think that helped. And then also I didn't go in thinking it was a horror movie because mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. So everyone, uh, like I think a lot of my friends watched it when it first came out and they're like, oh my God, it sucked because it wasn't horror. They marketed it wrong and like all that. So I was like, oh, well, I, at the time I didn't really like horror when I was younger. So I was like, I was out. I know. I'm making up for lost time here. Um, But so I think that kind of turned me away from it. And then Mm -hmm. I watched it when I was a little bit older because people were like, well, it's not really horror. It's more like a thriller. So I was like, oh, well, I like thrillers. So I went and I watched it and I was like, that was good. I don't know. I I get why people are mad, Mm -hmm. but give it a rewatch later on without those notions. I really want to. And I really never have had the notion that he is horror. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was a little thrown off when Knock at the Cabin was marketed that way. Okay. Because I do classify him more thriller. But then again, I watch horror like Terrifier 2. So <laughs> <laughs> you really gotta... Yes. I have standards. Yes. And he, I just don't... So I, I don't think it would be in my head in a way that it could deconnotate me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm willing. I'm itching for a movie night. I need to. Okay. So. I would love to rewatch that, so because of course I would put it on. Emily rewatching a movie? No, we'll put it on the calendar. All right. Do you have any more final thoughts about Knock at the Cabin, or do you think we have thoroughly knocked this cabin? <laughs> love that. Um, I think we have done a great job uh, covering what we wanted to cover and. And talking about what we wanted to talk about. I bet we'll think of more later. Absolutely, we will. So we have to ask the listeners, have you seen Knock at the Cabin? What are your thoughts on it? Are you excited for it? Are you not planning on seeing it? And if you haven't seen it, what's your favorite Shyamalan movie? Everyone has one. Everyone has to have one. Yep. Even if you don't like them, you have to have one that you have liked. Yeah. Because even if you think they're all bad, there's one you like more mm-hmm. than the rest. Mm-hmm. Tell us tell us what it is. We tell us your hear rankings. It. I would want to see a ranking of all the movies. That, that If people have watched all of them, I want to see what that ranking is. Yeah, or even even the rankings with the one you've seen. I need yes. to go and make a ranking. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know what they are. I'm and inspired. This was our first episode. Yeah. We freaking did it. We did it. What can our listeners expect? In the coming weeks and months, now that we are an up-and-running podcast in the movie community. All right. Well, uh, this week we will have our first ever box office breakdown and weekend preview episodes uploaded on our normal days. We love normal days. (laughs) We have our tickets to the one-day-only Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey event, so we will be talking about that. I cannot wait to talk about that. So excited. It has to be bonkers. Yes. It has to be. And I'm so excited that it's the day after Valentine's Day. 
what a way to celebrate. I am we will we will have a full rundown on that movie. Um this is your this is also your warning that it is a one day only event from what we've seen. I mm-hmm. haven't seen it been extended. So if you want to see it, go get those tickets. It's next week. Oh my god, it's next week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, cuz like yeah, once this drops. It's basically it's basically yeah. next week. It's yeah. it's the 15th, one day only. Mm-hmm. Go get your tickets if you want to see it. Fathom events. Um, and then we also have some guest interviews lined up in the future, as well as the launch of our very own horror award show. So there is a lot to look forward to. So yeah, Emily, it sounds like we have a lot going on here. I'm very excited for everything you just listed off. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, getting on a normal schedule. And of course, the horror award show. Speaking of... When you guys drop to tell us your favorite Shyamalan movie, if you guys have any ideas for what an awards show for horror movies specifically should be, we want to hear it. That is it from us today, guys. A lot to look forward to. A lot that we were talking about. Go see Knock at the Cabin if you haven't already. And remember to become a Box Office Club member to like, subscribe, review, and reach out to us at boxofficeclubpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Stay safe, support your local theaters, tell us your thoughts on this week's box office stories, and we'll see you next time with another segment of The The Box Box Office Office Club. Club.